Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. (laughs) We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we are bringing back the founder of Strange Food Chicago Fest, King Sisivath. This is a fantastic episode which we recorded at Kubo's, a Filipino restaurant that just opened a week and a half ago. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with King Sisivath. So we're sitting down today with the mastermind of Strange Food Chicago Fest, King Sisivath. How are you today, King? Pretty good. Awesome. Sitting down at Kubo, a new Filipino restaurant, to record this fantastic little discussion. They're only open for a week, so for to talk. Do you want me to get the everything together with some extra plates? Are you sharing all this? Yeah, I'll we'll share. Okay. Yeah. Wait, okay. So we uh, we started to order three dishes. Um, we ordered the whole snapper, uh, lightly fried whole snapper with sweet and sour sauce, with rice, and uh, JP he ordered the. What did you order, Jason? The goat. The goat stew. Goat? Goat stew. Goat stew. Filipino authenticity. Not Americanized. And Elaine and his companion, she had a crab cake. So here's the thing, right? Kang and I have been working for a couple months now on a collaborative episode for the podcast where we're recording us eating different strange foods. That actually the episode will be coming out next week, so stay tuned for that. Where we eat rattlesnake, cricket, iguana, etc. Rattlesnake, Live octopus, live fish. Live fish is still moving. They're coming in. It's fantastic. So we'll release that episode where it's live, us ordering, eating, etc., opposed to pre-planned. But given that that you have, you know, the desire to eat those kind of strange foods, give us a quick background on you as the strange from Chicago kind of mastermind. This is part of a repeat from last time. Since uh, JP, he interviewed me last time for the first annual uh, Strange Food Festival over at Bites uh, Asian Tapas. Over there we had, you know, some strange eats such as snails and raw shrimp. Over here there's not as much because I'm not assuming the uh, location in Lake more of like a fusion Filipino restaurant. That's called Kubo. Yeah. <coughs> so from our meeting last time, uh, discussion with a lot has changed since then. So in particular, the details, paying attention to the details of what we're doing this year and learning from the hiccups we had last year. We got lucky a lot last year. That's understatement. Uh, hour before the doors open, we realized we had 
three trash cans for 400 people's trash. Oopsie daisies. <laughs> Um, I have a new partner this year. His name is Dio. I can't pronounce his last name, so I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But he's the owner of uh, Rice and Beyond and Spoon, a Thai restaurant, and the co-founder of uh, first annual Thai festival this year. So uh, he basically organized his own outdoor festival for the first one, for the first time for the Thai community. And, which is really remarkable because doing an outside festival is a whole different animal from an indoor. You got permits, you got like a lot of stuff that you got ordered, uh, you got like electrical, fencing, licensing, you know, like food permits and all this stuff. So, this festival was a two day festival. The problem is, you had way too much people than he expected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was it. I, it took me. You can't get any food. 30 minutes to wait in line for my food, and then they're like 45 minute wait. I'm like, bye. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure he'll learn from it, but the reason why I'm working with him is, you know, he was able to bring 12,000 people to the event, which is a tremendous number of people. So now, with his skill and knowledge of outdoor festival, my connection and indoor connection. You know, we're gonna work on future projects, but we gotta do this one first to see how we work together. So he's doing, you know, behind the scenes stuff. He's also doing, he's helping with a lot of the graphics, marketing. Because for once now we got a flyer that looks professional instead of me trying to design it myself like last year. So we're putting a lot of money now more than I did last year. Yeah, so give us a quick rundown of Strange from Chicago Fest breakdown. What is expectations of someone who walks in the door and how did you kind of come up with it? Basically, what is strange in America may be a delicacy in other nations. So what this whole festival is, is going to educate people on different foods and parts of the world. Uh, they may look the other way, but if these ingredients that might go grotesque to them, uh, if it's executed right, it could be a delicious you know, meal. So the whole idea is when people walk in, they're going to see food from different cultures like Yemen, China, Japan, Laos, Mexican, Osaka, another part of Mexico. So dishes like this, even recently we got a new one on board for Shengdu, a restaurant called Bai Hamao, over on uh, 26th in Austin. One of, one of the best restaurants this year I've been eating so far. And they're going to do pretty well. You know, it's, it's not going to be like any, I don't think they're going to need any help the press from the looks of it. So what they're going to serve, for example, when you mention uh, what, what people are going to expect is you know, like duck face cut in half, which does sound kind of gross, but even if people can eat pig face, right? Upscale restaurant, they roast a whole pig to eat the meat off the face. Why not a duck, right? And it's like more like medieval yeah. kind of thought process, yeah. but I think a lot of people overestimate what is exotic. If you are a Chicagoan and you're all about hot dogs, yeah. where are hot, what are hot dogs? The scraps from a pig thrown together. Yeah, intestines. Basically, it's a stretch out version of intestines. If you, if you ask me, Americans eat uh, a 
combined more hot dogs, more um, intestines than the world combined. Really? Because of the hot dogs. Because hot dogs is a casing. Yeah. So down south, they have something called chitterings, right? And basically, those are intestines stretched out. Yeah. But in that case, down south, they just eat it as that. You know, to be more G-rated, you would stuff it, put it in, you know, a tube shape, and you know, smother with ketchup, mustard, whatever. I mean, it makes sense. I went to uh, the Rattler the other day, and it was we ordered the uh, worst plate, the W-U-R-S-T plate. It was just four worst, so it's all different meats wrapped up and intestines. It's just like, I don't know, I loved it. It's fantastic. So from last year, uh, one of our most popular dishes were at the festival were uh, uh, brain steamed in banana leaf and goat eyeball tacos, right? So that's just to get an idea of what people, they come here, and it, it doesn't sound appealing, but it could be one of the best ingredients to eat. So you never know if you don't try it, you know? So once they, once they come in here, they're going to see food, different, created differently, prepped differently, and you know, it's going to taste it. Yeah. And so I think on one of the big things we go to kind of be prepped on is kind of how the day is going to proceed. So uh, when does it start, when does it finish, and how does the flow kind of work? So now this time, it's all about paying attention to details, right? So last time, our problem was we had a long line. It starts at one in the afternoon, uh, November 5th. This time it's at Stan Mansion. Logan Square, Ketsi, and uh, the problem last year, we had a long line, and you know, I've gone to a lot of events, and I hate waiting in line, and it's something I should have thought of from the first event, but like I said, you learn from your mistakes, you know, you learn from the last previous event to get better, so what I'm planning on doing this year is when people are waiting in line, we can have performers, like, you know, uh, specifically taiko drummers from the Midwest Buddhist type uh, taiko temple. Okay. Right here, it's right there. Lincoln Park is a little Japanese temple. Where, uh, it's a non-profit. These guys they learn to play drums, and it is pretty cool. You hear these things live, it sends like sound straight up to the spine. You know, it gets your tune. So we're gonna get about two drummers out there, and while people are waiting online, you know, they're gonna be entertained. So you have the entertainment before you even check in. Yes, and I also. Planning on giving them something to drink before they check in. But yeah. Now that's going to be a problem. I have to work with the owner of the facility. Yeah. You know, because I would probably have to have them check IDs before they check in. You know, so, but I would love that, you know, just, you know, listen to the drummers. I don't think an event, I don't recall an event, you know, rarely that has entertainment before the entertainment. You know what I mean? I've never heard of that, but basically, you know, emceeing the festival last year and the feedback of I was in line for, or not me, but I feel like I was in line for 20, 30, 40 minutes because only three or four people checking people in. That seems fantastic. You're with people you care about, or your friends, family, whatever. You have something to listen to. You're excited. You're part of the event before you even check in. So you waited in line? Why didn't you just come up I'm to saying general, not me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, then now then we're gonna, you know, give it, because the things nowadays people is they don't have patience for anything. Right. You know, and we want to, you know, quick check-in, you know, entertainment, and 
even if you're not checking, it's not quick, they're going to have an attempt. Right. That's going to kill their time. You know, they're going to Snapchat, Snapchat, Insta story. That actually takes a lot of time off. Time flies when they do that. Right. You know, snap pictures. So we're going to have that, and they're going to check in. And before they check in, we can have a photo booth. Or, uh, yeah, photo booth with a backdrop. They can take photos. They can, you know, it'll be quick, you know, snap and go, snap and go. And people will have options if they want to, but the way we're going to uh, lay out the whole studio photo session is that people, they're going to see it right next to them. They're going to have to. You know, otherwise, if they really don't want to, they could just walk around it. So I actually was at an event four days ago. Was the typer took a picture, it went straight to his iPhone, and then they used facial recognition to send it to text it to you your pictures. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll, so, I'll look it up. Yeah. So I'll probably bring that up with our uh, photography company, which yeah. uh, they're coming down from Greenway, Wisconsin. Defining78.com. Uh, oh yeah, we got yeah, yeah, every uh, wedding session, these are wedding photographers, they donate money from Feed My Children Star Starving Children Foundation. And this year, it's you know something no different. Uh, last year, we helped raise uh, 5,000. Uh, we helped raise enough money to feed 5,000 kids with his help. So now he's coming back again, and you know we're gonna try to you know feed that and maybe double it. We'll see. You know, we'll try to double it because now this facility they we could accept donations. So the proceeds for the donation during the, facility, during the event will go to uh, Feed My Starving Children Foundation. And the percentage of ticket sales will go to uh, Feed My Starving Children. So the whole idea of this festival is more about quality than quantity. Uh, value as opposed to profit. Because uh, uh, I'm not making a lot of money off this. I'm building, I want to build a reputation for educate people. And then, of course, I'm not going to lie. You want to make money too. So this would set up for future events with this whole thing. So I, you know, I just don't want to, you know, just lie and say, oh, no, no, it's not the money. Of course, you know, because you, you work hard, you, you got to make something out of it. It's it kind of like an uh, interesting comment because I won't say the industry, but I was reading someone's profile online the other day that said not for profit, but it's because they didn't sell anything. Yeah. And what they were doing. I'm like, that's not how not profit works. But at the end of the day, you're putting forth the effort, you should be paid for your services. And at the end of the day, if you're reinvesting into the community for that kind of situation, everyone's happy. But give me, uh, give me some uh, examples or some feedback on some of the walks. And so it's kind of a loaded question, right? Is some friends of mine went from line to line to line to line for vendors just last year. What have you done kind of this year to kind of alleviate the feeling of I'm in line the whole day? So as I said earlier, um, you mean like when inside? No, inside, inside. Oh, inside. Okay. Well, let's start from the beginning. Okay, yeah. when people uh, they get to the facility, right? The mansion. Stan Mansion. Okay. Actually, Stan Mansion hosted the first uh, Bacon Fest 
by uh, Snap Reserve. Okay. Now they uh, help the whole dairy event in UIC as it grow bigger and bigger now. Do you know the background of Sam's mentioned or no? Uh, I don't know much of the background. I just know the daughter, she runs it now as a family inherited. Okay. It's, it looks like a regular three-story flat. But so when you enter, it's an iron gate, okay. hedges, beautiful hedges, flowers, you know, like statues. So as you enter, the area is going to be transformed, you know, like you're, you're going to transform a different world. We're going to try to decorate this place really good. But as opposed to last year, we didn't do much decoration. So when they enter, now in the courtyard, this is where... Uh, they're gonna have drummers, okay? In the courtyard outside. Now let's hope weather cooperates. So there's flowers, there's gonna be lanterns, lights, drummers will be out there, they're waiting in line, and then as they open the door, the doors are wide doors, okay, really wide. French doors. So, yeah, yeah, like French. So as you walk inside, you'll see beautiful almost like marble floor, you'll see like furniture like from the 1920s inside just imagine that being in the 1920s going to like a mansion I guess yeah maybe 1800s even the back you know, so as I entered and that's where they will check in you'll see photo and now from then on they're going to be walking up a spiral stairway okay spiral stairway is about 4 feet 5 feet wide so it's a big stairway so they walk, they walk up and then as they go up the left side is going to be the main room, the right side is going to be the alcohol, the beverage. So one of our dishes is here. Is that kind of one behind me? The red snapper? What is this one? The goat stew. The goat stew? Those are great. Yeah. Got a little hot at the bottom. And I'm going to put the one with the fish here. Yeah, it's great. And the crab Speaking of strange food, that is a full-blown snapper. Eyes, body, etc. So you probably wonder how they made it stand up like this. Sometimes, sometimes you can so the fish is in the vertical position, right? So sometimes as if it's swimming. Yeah. 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 So sometimes you can stuff the inside with tin foil. Okay. Oh, deep fried pepper. You know that's how you do it. Okay, another uh, 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 red, 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 red deer. Fresh pepper? A horse. I'm good, yeah. So it curls the tail like this too, so it stands up. Yeah. Another way too. There's a wider base. So it gets in a wider base. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to cook fish like this and you just stuff it with tin foil before you deep fry it. Yeah. And it holds its shape like that. That is like a drawing of a fish, yeah. but if I'm a rice. So let's take a nice picture of this thing. That might be the top seven greatest food presentations I've ever seen. Yeah, so the fish has eyes, just but the hill has eyes. Right. You've ever seen that movie? The dumbest movie I've ever seen. Like, 
Uh, so someone walks into Stan's mansion, they go up a spiral staircase. Yeah, they go up a spiral stairs, and uh, as they reach the middle part, when they reach the stairs, there's going to be an area with a table. Um, and I'm thinking about doing a live podcast here for WGN Tribune, talking to them about, you know, like the Chew podcast with Lisa Chew, yeah. Monica So, now to your right is the beverage station, so I, I, I do want to mentioned that uh, the ticket price includes beverage and food, you know, so... Good point, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, now, that's the main thing. Now, the ticket price alone is worth the uh, uh, entertainment, okay? So we have, like, dance troops from like, five different countries. Alright, so that's... Uh, I, I can find so the ticket price is for our box early bird, which is going to end September 25th. So that's you know about that much time. But right now, it's uh, I'm not in the strong uh, marketing stage, promoting stage. It's still we still got a month and a half away. The final price is fifty-five dollars. So that's unlimited wine. We got a couple wine companies. PIR wine distributor, and we got TD export import wine. So, sample some wine, but not just any wine. So, let's talk about the beverage. Okay, so this part, if you look right, you see the station for beverage. Right. So, of course, we got beer, which is sponsored by Singha. Singha is a company that also does Leo. Really? Yeah, Leo. Yeah, yeah Leo. You know, it's not that well known Leo, but Singha. Yes. And uh, the wine company. We're going to have a, a TD Export-Import. What they're going to do is, we're working, I'm actually working with the uh, owners now. We're going to do something with dry ice. Okay. Why not dry ice? Because it's strange food Chicago after. You can't just have regular beverage, right? And then another wine company, I actually met them, a PR. Bourbon whiskey, yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to do something over here. They're locally over here in the Niles. Or in Skokie, actually. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do something like that. And then uh, we'll, we'll be working more to get more beverage. Yeah. We also got a Japanese coffee company called Kyoto yeah. Coffee. Okay. So, I just you know, started talking to them, so we're going to be working on a recipe to serve guests. So that is the beverage area. So along those lines, last year, we had some really cool sponsors show up with Fun Light, whatever, um, some cool liquor companies, etc. Only Lowe decided that they didn't want alcohol, aka 5-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 15-year-olds, not 21-year-olds. Are you covering the water perspective yeah. this year, or...? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just checking on you guys, so it's really good. It's really good. Now, as far as the water, <laughs> we will have water. Last year, I actually was saved by the owner of Snow Dragon Shaving. Uh, over there in Lincoln Park, Clark Street in Lincoln Park. There's three locations, Evanston and Lady Care. So I was uh, saved by the <laughs> He brought, you know, bottles for 450, 500 people. Last minute. Never brought in mind, but this year we got a catering company. They're going to include, you know, garbage, which we had a problem last year too. So they're going to include garbage cleaning, water, ice, 
all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So that part is all taken care of. So that covers the beverage perspective. What are people expecting from a food perspective? We've already not hinted that already. So now, let's begin with the, as you enter the left, you'll see uh, a big room. room that's about 48 feet by, I don't know, like 36 feet. Not as big as our last event, but we're more about quality control and experience. And close experience, as opposed to last year. I would like to have more and more uh, space, but you know, circumstances within this last space. Yeah. Yeah. So, you walk into the room. What are you going to see? You're going to be transformed to a whole different world. Meaning, it won't be as if you were in like, a big hall or a mansion. It's going to be like you're in. I would call it Galapagos, Galapagos Island of food. Really? Yeah. yeah. Let me explain what that means. Like, you know that Galapagos Islands, they have one island that's volcano, one island that's desert, one island that's grass. I remember them, yes. Yes. So basically, each vendor is different parts of the world. So they are deep sea. It's very, it can be very colorful. One section of the room, another section. They'll be dressed up in their traditional serving traditional food. At the same time, the performers, dance performers, they'll be just a weird traditional outfit, wandering around eating food too. So like, one of the issues last year, as I was alluding to earlier, was people all progress along the same line to get food. So you go from line to food to line to food. With the current layout you are expecting, what would you recommend for the optimized kind of way to go about the festival? In Alibaba Festival, you see cards, entertainment, Whatever, space down, talk, eat, relax, pick and choose your line. You can find by an interior set of walls. What would you recommend people to optimize entertainment value and lack of, you know, wait time? So here's the problem with last year that I still to this day it bugs me. So what happened was uh as far as entertainment in the layout, we had it in an area where it pinches the crowd. Right. And it was actually in an area by a lot of openers. And it kind of disrupted the line also. You see? Now, the reason why that happened, it really bugged me, but I initially had the location by the DJ. Far from the DJ. I had it, you know, I had it set up. I was about to rotate, and then, you know, my partner, 
like, you suggested that we put it up there. I'm like, no, no. And he's like, no, let's put it up there. So I, I figured I want to give him a, a say in the festival. And that was probably one of the biggest mistakes because it pinches everybody. And, you know, people, the line was all over the place. And the sound, that disrupted the sound too because the sound had to travel across the room before the DJ was set up. So now this, I'm going to lay out the uh, festival accordingly. The sound, the vendors, and the line, anticipating where the line's going to be. So, with that user experience, well, not user experience, why is that user? Let's talk like software. But anyway, with, you know, with the previous experience we had, uh, we're going to make sure the line flows good with each vendor, and we're going to make sure each vendor you know, are prepared with serving this number of people, as many number of people. And that's not prepared. So we walk in, you see all these vendors. Uh, right now we have uh, 14 vendors. So we have seven, six new vendors. Okay, so let me list the six new vendors. Yeah. It's a restaurant called Sushi. Sushi, it's a sushi place that just opened up a month ago in uh, near the West Loop. Chicago. Yeah, right by. Uh, I think right by Rand, Washington, Washington and Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a small space. You know, it was ran by a Romanian guy and the chef, is, uh, the chef is June. He uh, also used to work with Mitch, who also was sushi. He's a sushi chef for uh, Toro and Hora, which people really love, so that's why this sushi is really good. But we're not going to be serving sushi, of course, this is uh, strange from Chicago. <laughs> so we're actually in the, in the talks of doing live octopus, which I wanted to do last year, but again, my partner, he doesn't like, he's like, a, he's like an animal lover. Not you, a different partner. Yeah, yeah my, my previous partner, he's like, he better not have that, you know, so maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to try anyway, you know. Because that's strange from Chicago. That's what people come here for. It's not like, you know. I agree with that mentality. In the sense that people gave me really awkward feedback on the brain last year. But at the end of the day, you came in and experienced something you've never thought you'd experience. And you already paid your ticket. If you don't like it, spit it out. Like, the trash is three inches away from you. Like, it's not like you're paying 40 bucks at a restaurant for a full meal or something that you don't like. So last year, we had like brain tacos, testicles, black corn fungus, uh, and like Vietnamese-style street pancake that they cook on the street right. in, in an iron casket. So, and then we had tacos, cooking seaweed, you know, sexual tacos and seaweed shell, prawn heads. Variety of Syrian dishes. So, I mean, it's, it's not as strange as I wanted to be, but you know, it's, we still had some ingredients there that's strange. So, this year. So, this year, uh, like I said, we started off with the new restaurant, uh, one of the new vendors, Sushai. So, like, we're working on doing live afterwards. The next one, let's talk about. It's funny name, it's actually called Baida Mao. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It's ran by uh, two girls, very young, Chinese, from Chengdu, the Chengdu province of China, which they cook like Sichuan style, like, really not spicy, but it looks spicy. It's right. red, a lot of red sauce, red peppers and all this stuff. So 
one of the main things that got me excited about them was they have this thing called water jelly dessert. Wow, what's that? Basically, the Japanese took it from the Chinese. Now the Japanese and a lot of Japanese things kind of like infusion. It. So it looks like a dome. Think of it like a glass dome that jiggles. Okay? And it sits on the plate. It's like a glass dome that jiggles. And it's like jello, but with a consistency a little bit below jello. So it's like, right. it's like a big giant water drop. Yeah. So they'll be serving that as water jelly. So different flavors, like fermented rice, fermented rice, so that's, that's kind of interesting already. And I think they got exotic dishes that are going to serve, like, uh, like chicken feet, duck feet, uh, a bunch of other stuff. So now let's, uh, let's talk about another restaurant, it's called Seafood on the Tables, it's a Thai-Cajun, Thai-style Cajun, okay. where they pour all the seafood on the table and, you know, they let people have at it, right? Now, I was talking about that, uh, you know, the restaurant called Seafood on the Table, so why don't we give Chicago's its first tasting where you drop seafood on the table and people go crazy at it. You know, and of course we're not going to use a king crab, small crab, right. you got to understand it's, you know, a lot of money. So we're probably like crawfish and spend all, Yeah, spend all the money on the napkins. So. Yeah, <laughs> so we literally put seafood on the table as a tasting event. And in another new restaurant, Mandy Noor. It's from Yemen. Dude, we had an awesome dinner there. Yeah, you eat on the floor. Right? In fact, we actually did a little bit of podcasting yeah. as we're eating on the floor at Mandy Noor. So, I'm not sure exactly what we're serving, but we we're talking about, you know, they have this Yemeni fried bread that's actually, well, it's not fried, it's actually grilled open fire, and it's actually flaky. It's flaky, it's like hollow, like a Danish turnover, like an apple turnover with the texture like that. And you eat it with your hands. It's similar to like, it's just between a uh, slice of bread and a croissant and a frame. I could not get enough when we had it. You eat it with your hands, and then they have a dish where it's a mix of kidneys, hearts, and liver. And you basically just Use your yeah. bread and just dig it in your hands. Yeah. And then another new restaurant. Um, yeah, we have uh, Sweet Place. It's a Thai restaurant in Park Town, I think. We haven't talked about what we're going to serve from that restaurant yet. Another restaurant, well, it's not a restaurant, it's a company based in Arkansas. Last year, we had a company based in Georgia. Now, this year, we have one in Arkansas. They're coming up here. Uh, it's called Ninja Foods. It's a Lao one company. Which they serve, uh, they sell a sauce for pie sauce. So basically, it's a sauce where you make your own pie sauce at home. All you need to add is papaya and tomatoes. So they'll be also up here selling the product up here. So it's like a, a kind of a, a Papa John style where it's like, hey, come to our restaurant, pick up this to go package, throw in supplier, throw in tomato, boom. Another exciting news I got yesterday, Chef Sang, uh, if you haven't heard of her, she's from Washington, D.C., she'll come up here. Now, what's unique about her is she started this Lao food movement, which is my culture, and Lao food is not that uh, well-known. So she opened three Lao restaurants in Washington, D.C. Uh, she got one restaurant that's featured in uh, Anthony Bourdain Parts Unknown, 
She was a semi-finalist for the James Beard Award, uh, Mid-Atlantic Chef Award. So that's really exciting for her to come up here. Very much so. Contact with me and uh, you know, be happy to meet you yes. uh, separate yeah. the festival. Talk about wanting to be your vendor here. I told her it's not going to really benefit you, except that you know, it will help with the Lao food awareness. Right. And you know, it's good to do that. You're always going to drive to DC tomorrow from Chicago. Yeah. But, yeah. I just want her just to be there. I'd be happy just to meet her. You know, three Lao restaurants this morning, Chicago combined. <laughs> Chicago doesn't have that. Yeah, I was wondering if they had any like in the like, greater metropolitan, but no. I think uh, wow. They have one in Elgin called White Pearl, but of course as the year progressed, White Pearl later became White Pearl. You know, for white. Yeah. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> Sounds about right, you know. I, I, I used to work I used to work in a kitchen for yeah. Uh, can I take any dirty plates? Oh, you can take this guy. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I used to work in a restaurant in school, right? Like just fast casual, if it was called that, right? And we would, we had a couple of conversations like, Pizza, wraps, Mexican, Asian, right? Yeah. And the Asian one that we like, the dish served the most was orange chicken. <laughs> it's a goddamn joke. Excuse my language, but like, if someone offered me orange chicken right now, I'd say no. If I was gonna die in a desert or eat orange chicken, then I'd be thinking about it. But it was so, like, disgusting. Like, we would just deep fried chicken and pour just, like, ounces and ounces of orange sauce over it. And people would go nuts over it. Oh, like, this orange chicken, like, next to rice. I'm eating Chinese food. It's like, maybe. <laughs> so, there's one more restaurant I want to talk about before we move on to performers. Yeah. This one is called Kigolani. Kigolani. It's from the Osaka region of Mexico. Okay. Now, what's so special about that area is, like for example, when you cook tamales, in Mexico it's called tamales, it's corn husk, right? Now, when Osaka's cook tamales, they use uh, banana leaf. They also use corn husk too, but they use banana leaf to cook the tamales. And they love to eat grasshoppers. See, so that's what interested me, interested me in this restaurant. Right. It's owned by two sisters. And they, um, they have this dish, grasshopper topping. It's fried grasshopper, wrapped on top of course. And it's, you know, like saltiness, crunchiness, great with beer. It's, it's, you try it once, you might even be the best thing you've eaten or be the worst thing. Good. Yeah. So it's, it's really, if you don't think about it as being grasshopper, you just eat it, you might be eating like, you know, like, crunchy fish or something like you know parts of the uh, fins of the fish i feel like a lot of food eating tactics are very mental yeah it is. i hate the mustard forever yeah. i'm so scarred don't call by that on the day my mom put mustard in something like oh there's like new spice tastes really good and i didn't eat very many spices like ever growing up as a family just choices 
Is it, that was mustard. I can't believe you were saying you hate mustard and you liked it. I'm like, oh my god, oops. I am, I'm scarred by that, like, memory. Right? But it's so I told with you is people will like something and then, like, you tell them when they ate, like, oh, how disgusting. And, but then at the end of the day, it's like, if this has been around for thousands of years, people ate it because they had to because of what was available. And they didn't die. I think it'd be okay in the 21st century. And surrounded by people who know how to cook and know how to prepare something. Yeah. So, final like the event here. Let's talk about an entertainer. So last year, we had performers from Cuba, Cambodia, Thailand with live instruments played by Thailand with uh, Chinese lion dancers and drummers, which is pretty cool. That's probably the highlight of the show. Great. And of course, like I said, attention to detail this year. We're gonna have you know, the same awesome performance. Uh, we booked some people from Samoa. Samoan, Polynesian. So I'm excited because I personally haven't seen it myself. Yeah. So I will probably have to see it before you know, I come on just to get my idea. And there will be uh, accompanied by a group from Laos. So we get Lao performers from Belgium, from the you know, Lao Association, the non-profit. So you know, we'll get some live instruments played, some traditional uh, cultural dancing in the traditional outfit. Main performers that we look forward to is again Midwest Japanese taiko drummers. Midwest Buddhist temple. Okay, so, you know, the taiko drummer. Now, taiko drummer is basically it's just, you know, it's a Japanese term. Uh, they, they play drum ranging from the size of two feet wide to like 20 feet wide. Right. Yeah, if you get 20 feet wide, you can imagine. But that's a rare occasion. But the biggest I've seen was prior to. I would say like maybe six feet high drums and the sound, just like I was telling uh, JP earlier, it was sending the sound straight to your spine. That's the thing, like, I think the whole event is an experience, right? I feel that that phrase is overused or what do you want to call it phrase but I think this year my opinion even taking part last year poorly as I did uh, come on don't be so hard on yourself but is keeping each attendee engaged the whole time they're there Results in them coming away with a great time, right? Yep. At the end of the day, people are going to be like, I really like the live octopus. That was the greatest thing my whole life. People are going to be like, oh, I really didn't like trying. Exactly. They're going to be like, hey, I went to this festival, I let my hair down. I wait in line for a good portion of the day, but I was entertained throughout the day. It was in a cool, pretty much a cool location I have been to before. 
met some cool people and I'm looking forward to exploring these cool new restaurants that I heard about here. Yeah, and last time I went, I didn't see, there was really no entertainment, and there's a lot of food vendors, right? But the problem is, it's like a lot of like low quality. It's just something that they could, you know, prep quick. Mass quality, yeah. Yeah, and plate it together. Here, I actually want the, uh, the vendors to prep and cook it there so people can see how it's done. So that's going to be a show within itself. Uh, uh, I mean, I have only been Chicago Chambers, so... Uh, a lot of what I'm going to iterate here to agree with you is hearsay, but people who go for restaurant week or, you know, kind of bigger events throughout Chicago, I, uh, I would consider foodies, whatever they're doing on the club, people that feel crap while they're eating and go to places for actual interest level. Not just kind of place around the corner. I felt disappointed in the big promoted events. They felt that the food they were getting was quick production, yeah. lickety split. You have a full restaurant, get it out in five minutes, kind of food. And like, I, I paid to say that I was at Restaurant Week, not I paid for something intriguing or fun that I couldn't get on the normal Thursday night if I just went out with a bunch of friends. Yeah. And the basic Restaurant Week is the same restaurant, but it's, you know, it makes it affordable for you to try the food, but are you really trying, you know, to specialize things? I don't know. I, I think I went to one restaurant week. Uh, that is besides the fact I, I really can't say much about restaurant So, so let's uh, summarize here. Uh, uh, the I mean, the event, Strange Food Festival Two, is called it's at Stan Mansion, Logan Square. Can't see a photo. And it's free parking. Yeah, Stan Mansion. Stan Mansion. And it's free parking right down the street, a block away, west. Well, east of east of Kensington, oh, yeah. Darwin Elementary School. So it's like literally a block away. There's free parking there. And it's a Sunday, so you can park on the side for free. Food. So uh, 1 o'clock to 5 p.m. Um, I put 1 o'clock to 5 p.m. Usually it's 1 o'clock to 4, but I don't give people an hour to get situated and clear out. But here's the thing I feel expecting to be there for 1 to 5, but expecting to be there for two hours, especially with kids coming in, what, what is the expectation of circulation throughout the events? Uh, yeah, I've been to food festivals, you go in for 10 minutes and say, peace out, eight come down, like, it's too busy here, but in your place, if we're going to stick around for a bit, is it kind of a two-hour ordeal, a three-hour ordeal? What, what you stick around, I want people to stick around to the end, to the end of the performance. Because I want them to get their money's worth. I just want to milk time, you know? Just have them wander around, drink. Because this is not a, a drinking crowd. Right. If it's a drinking crowd, I've done it Saturday night. At night. Yeah. This is Sunday afternoon. It's more about 
the entertainment and the food. You know, and I'm going to drink as much as I can because it's unlimited drinks. Which, you know, last year was really, really good. Uh, the crowd was a party crowd, just family, family friends crowd. So, this year, it's be the same thing, family friends crowd. Again, forty-five dollars early bird, fifty-five dollars general admission, and that gets you food, unlimited food tasting, entertainment, dance you know, dance rooms from different cultures. You get beverage, beer and wine, and also let's not forget, fifteen restaurants right now, and then we'll have more to add on. We can only add on maybe seventeen. Okay, and then some of them serve multiple dishes, so. Last year, some restaurant had like five dishes, some had like three dishes. So, uh, you know, you're, you're getting at least minimum like 25, 30 dishes. You know? So, that's, that's a bonus right there. And at the end of the day, you get a chance to shake strange Chicago festivals, mastermind's hand, take pictures with him. I'm around, you know, <laughs> around like a chicken with my head cut off. You know, so I got the ticket, so buy the tickets. You can go to follow us on Facebook, uh, like us on Facebook, uh, uh, Strange Foods Chicago Festival, or you could follow us on Instagram, Strange Foods Chicago Festival, at Strange Foods Chicago Festival. Uh, you can see photos from last year. And you can buy tickets at strangefoods.eventbrite.com. Otherwise, those uh, social media sites have links in there. And also my regular Instagram page, Strange Foods Chicago. I have the uh, link there in my bio. So, you know, you can get tickets priced there. Um, there you have it. We'll definitely link to all that in the show notes. But, Ken, as always, it was a pleasure. We're looking forward to everyone coming out. If you uh, had a listen, feel free to say hi to the JP Lamb podcast host of Triple F. Say hello to Ken, Lord Commander, a.k.a. Strange from Chicago, Master at the event. Please step out and say hi to us. Have a great night. Another fantastic episode for sure. Uh, Feel free to be in attendance on November 5th. Tickets will be linked in the show notes. Definitely come out and check out Strains Food Chicago Fest 2, November 5th. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at StayCall. StayCall is a social wagering app for the next generation. With StayCall, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out of the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be one of the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. StayCall is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only, soon to be coming into Android, where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game friends to a round of hot wing eating contest. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember, things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then at the end of the word doesn't want to pay up and says, bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with Stay Call. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get their pretty judge, problem solved. Check them out at staycall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E-H-A-U-L dot I-O. Or go to the iOS and iOS store and download them. Stay call. Check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and 
iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.